0: To Jeff Cameron, show 93.3, Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Great to be with you. Happy game week, everybody. Yes, sir. It's back. It's time. Football arrives just in the nick of time. And yes, I too woke up in a celebratory mood. Don't forget this weekend we'll be at Hotel Indigo for the pregame show. Our thanks to Zaxby's for that pregame, postgame. No game at all. Well, there is a game this time. Anytime is the right time for Zaxby's platters. As long as you're hungry, feed your team with your choice of traditional or buffalo fingers. You can get the boneless or traditional wings, and uh, you can get that sampler platter that Tom and I like so much because that feeds a lot of people. Yeah, we crushed that last year. We did. Order online or in the app. Tallahassee Zaxby's, a proud Golden Chief booster for 17 years. Go Knowles! Good to uh, read that again, right? Good to bring that back. We thank Zaxby's for sponsoring And we thank you in advance for heading on over to Hotel Indigo on game day. We'll be up top, up top overlooking the mass of humanity, tailgating, celebrating the return, celebrating their love for one another, their friends, their family, uh, their cohorts, and all the goodness that comes with football on a Saturday afternoon Bill Campbell Stadium, Bobby Bowden Field, and the start of a new college football season. It's just fun to say aloud. I'm going to yeah. keep doing it. I'm going to keep doing it. i will pitch myself every hour.
1: Up there, it's the right blend of cool and relaxing, plus not removed from the energy of the game. Mm-hmm. That's what I like about that deck. It's got a little bit of both. But if, if you're a person who likes a little bit more space to just hang out and see things rather than be in the middle of it like we all were in our 20s and late teens. Yeah. It's the spot for you. So we look forward to seeing you on
0: Saturday. I was just reading something during the break just to do it because, uh, you know, you're kicking around finding new information wherever you can. And uh, in the Atlantic, uh, the fine folks over at CBS and, uh, you know, you go site to site to site to site. I did ESPN. I did the, uh, I, what did I say, the Atlantic? The Atlantic Division is it's what It's very highbrow breakdown right there. No, the Atlantic Division is, oh, okay. is what I was saying. Because you meant the Athletic. No, of, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. the Athletic, yeah. Yeah. Um, the uh, predicted order of finish there. No, but none of the guys at CBS have us uh, in the top three in the Atlantic. Well, screw them. I don't care. I'm just None of them do. So when I was talking about perhaps being on the precipice of something of a shift in expectations and perhaps believing that this first step forward towards respectability starts this year, this weekend, this Saturday, starts now where we've been devoid of that, where we've been uh, hurting for some time. Maybe you get a little... Surprise! There, they not surprisingly, Clemson, NC State is universally agreed upon. I mean, everywhere you look at, that seems to be the order. Then from there is where the debates begin. But the debates begin between Wake Forest and Louisville, not Florida State, which I find fascinating. Uh, and then, then there's Florida State. Then we enter the picture, and understandably, most people have Syracuse and Boston College down at the bottom. But there we sit, Tom, in the eyes of the many covering this league, covering college football as, at best, fourth place finish in the Atlantic. Mm. Well, that won't go over well, sir.
1: It's also what uh, the pundits think. We're going to be 55th overall in the country. Oh, it's the coach's poll. That's right.
0: Coach's poll at his 55th. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're fourth in the Atlantic, that's about right. <laughs> that's about, that's about right. That's... <laughs> that's where you'd be. I have a suspicion... We're going to best both those numbers better than 55th, Tom, and I think that we're better than 4th in the Atlantic. I think mm-hmm. we're 3rd in the Atlantic.
1: We will rise higher in the coaches' poll.
0: Goodness. I think we'll – did you see – I had to – I mean, come on. I, I couldn't help it. In the grand tradition – The coach's poll. Childlike behavior, I did. Justin Leonard. I, I posted oh, that this uh, yeah. weekend. I mean, mm-hmm. come on, my man. Screams it too is my favorite part about it. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Sir."
1: Problem is, you you have to go get that audio and play it. You can't really relay it. It's just doesn't I'm not have gonna the same for yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. You could just, you know, in, in Twitter search uh, Justin Leonard. Well, I mean, go yeah, pop yeah, up. yeah. Yeah,
0: I posted it on my Instagram or whatever it was today, this like weekend. Dan Hicks cuz I was laughing my ass off.
1: Dan Hicks years ago called Davis Love the third, Davis Love the turd. And he panicked. <laughs>
0: Oh man. Well, that said, there was other news that uh that should be pointed out here, and uh this came out yesterday. Did you see where uh John Emory has been su- suspended? Su- 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 uh, so supposed he's supposed to, to win. Yeah. LSU running back John Emory suspended for the first two games of the twenty twenty two season. He's he's planning an appeal an appeal to that uh that band, but um they have that marquee showdown with a team called Florida State and um he's not going to be allowed to play in it as of right now
1: yeah he's a part of the rotation so it would be like us losing rodney hill
0: maybe oh i don't or know i think he's
1: lo- Feely? maybe yeah, Toa yeah yeah
0: it feels like them losing yeah. Feely. yeah yeah that's fine diminishing weapons is a good yeah. thing you want yeah. you want to strike from the record any other players that are difference makers for lsu but go right ahead please do by god it would be a nice turn of events. Speaking of LSU, I'm going to be doing an interview tomorrow, Tom, and we're going to be able to hear that, right? We'll be posting that uh, Wednesday or do it
1: Wednesday. We're going to run it on the show Wednesday, but you're talking with Matt Moscano from I am. Uh, ESPN Baton Rouge in New Orleans, and he's one of the folks that covers LSU down to a T. He had a chart of every play in the scrimmage that was open to the press last week. And yeah. He went through it play-by-play play on the air, which I thought that's one way to break down the scrimmage, but – Man, those Creoles, they want the numbers.
0: Good for Matt, and he's actually good at what he does, He's fine. Yeah. I'm looking forward to talking to him, and we'll get into the nuts and bolts of what LSU's been this camp and what their expectations are. I did talk to an LSU guy uh, just on the side who I've known for a long, long time. He's an LSU graduate and uh, keeps close tabs on his Tagus and we were talking a little bit about it, and he was saying that the, his folks in Baton Rouge they all believe. And I, again, I talked about this with us at the start of the show. You, this is the week. I mean, you know, games start back up. You you are even if you're uh, you know extremely pessimistic, you're going to have a measure of belief that hits you this week. It's hard to go into a season without any hope whatsoever. So it's not surprising. That a program with the talent that LSU has on its roster, and anybody who's being objective about Ed Orgeron at the end of his time at LSU, well, they would look at that and say this was an unmitigated disaster. He had lost the locker room. There was controversies off the field. There were rumors constantly swirling. Coaches fighting with one another. Players kind of picking and choosing which Saturday they decide to give effort. Guys looking, you know, beyond uh, the the current. A mm-hmm. Day, you know, they're looking at their horizons. They're they're thinking about. They their weren't trying to
1: get one percent better every day. No, they weren't trying to climb.
0: They weren't trying to climb at all. They were trying to get the hell up out of Baton Rouge, where things had gone to hell in a handbasket in a hurry, and Ed O was largely responsible for that. Hence, he's fired. So, if you're a fan of LSU and you bring in a coach in Brian Kelly who's successful and uh, is going to demand discipline and focus and day to day. Uh, improvement uh, and right the ship quickly just by having some of that toxicity removed. Um, then you believe that LSU could be the surprise team of the SEC. It's not a crazy prediction. It's not a crazy prediction that they'll be a much better football team. Now they're in the West, and damn it, man! I mean, you could be really good and finish fourth in the West. So you know, yeah,
1: fourth in the West might not land you fifty-fifth in the coaches' poll. Might not. It could be thirty-second.
0: Yeah. So it's tough, right? I mean, that's that's a we we get the deal there, but uh, at the same time, I you know I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll talk to Matt about this, but how quickly can they get there? Again, we get back to the keys of being able to play LSU this early in the season. I don't. I would not want to play them when let's say you know week six, week seven, because I do think they're going to be much better when they get into the middle of the season. That there's talent there, and I you know they could be very good very early too. Uh, that's why they are kind of an intriguing team. They're one of five or six teams that you kind of look at and you know, know, we're one of those five or six teams. That's why the matchup is awesome. You talk to somebody who's just looking at the national picture and say, name ten teams that you kind of, I just don't know, there's a feeling that they're getting better, this could be the year they take the big step forward. Well, you're going to get a bunch of people who are going to say Florida State, a bunch of people that are going to say LSU is probably better than we realize, bunch of people believe it's Miami's time to win the Coastal and rise up and have a great season under Cristobal but you know there you could probably go through the Power 5 conferences and there there's always a team that somebody thinks if it's if it's not this year it's next and you know yeah, I mean,
1: USC is yeah, one of those Yeah
0: I don't think it's Southern Cal this year but a lot of people do they think that uh, he can change him that quickly. And I don't the pack think pack is Riley that easy.
1: That the path is easier for him to climb back, and maybe he could fake it this year, and then next year really make it.
0: Yeah, I think Lincoln Riley will do a fine job out there, and they've got money, and they care, and they're dedicated, and they're getting kids, and obviously they're going to be a problem here real soon. If you're Oregon, and and you're Phil Knight. Before you kick the bucket, your goal is to win a national championship. This is what he's been hoping to do, and they've recruited really well, partly because of that NIL and because they want to win, he wants to win. But you better do it really quickly. I mean, that, that long run that you had, which did not turn into a national championship, a couple of close calls, if you don't get it soon, you're not going to get it because Southern Cal still has far more cachet. And if they're invested in the same way you're invested, they're going to win because they're in Los Angeles.
1: The bamboo offense is going to do it, though, buddy. <laughs> Kenny's bamboo. Here it comes. Oh, Look man. out. Bamboo I mean, grows better in I forgot about Eugene that. than it does Tallahassee. That's a fact.
0: I, I just I always forgot about that.
1: It's probably willfully that you forgot I, about that.
0: I, I, I suppressed it. I put it way down. Um, I guess at the end of the day, we could both be the surprise team, and then what a yeah. war we'll have in New Orleans.
1: It's not a battle for one team. There's a surprise category. That's another. And then think about the hype for next year. If they're both surprise teams, then you've got a rematch in Orlando. Now the hype is real around the national media. It's not a local thing. It's a regional thing, a national
0: thing. And they'll think about moving the game to a much better city than Orlando. Yeah, Wouldn't that be great? I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to enjoy you getting to be in New Orleans for the first time.
1: Me too. That makes two of us.
0: And we've got some really good plans right out the gates. I will not pick Oregon, by the way, because uh, it was noted that... That's right, Bo Nix is there, isn't he?
1: I believe that's correct.
0: Well, you know how I I feel about that, buddy. There's two quarterbacks. One that uh, is no longer, thank God, at Nebraska... That uh, that pained me to watch. Bo Nix was the other.
1: Bo Nix should have gone to Nebraska. Wouldn't
0: oh, that have been a fit? Those poor people. <laughs> no. And I would have had to host shows over there and been like, listen, guys, I'm not going to lie to you. I just don't see it. <laughs> Who's this guy? Why is he talking to us? That would have been devastating.
1: What if Adrian Martinez is a guest on one of your shows this year? How's that going to go?
0: I'll be professional. Adrian, your year twenty second of playing oh, Bo college Nicks football. Oh, at Kansas State apparently. Oh, there you go. well, why did I? Why did we think he was at Oregon? I
1: don't know. I just went with it. You know more about the national. I don't
0: know, but I know. I, didn't know I do these I didn't days. know where he went. I didn't know where he went. I I'm didn't. a hyper
1: focused guy now. <laughs> you want to know about the three deep? I'll tell you about the three deep.
0: I'm going to tell you about a dollar.
1: Oh, Martinez, oh, Martinez is, is at Kansas. Director, you got to be more clear, Get it man. Together. Come on now.
0: Bo is at Oregon. Yeah, it's a buck. It's a buck One dollar Warchant.com On three One dollar for one year Pre-game show In-game show Post-game show Jeff Cameron show Wake Up Warchant Libations Friday Happy Hour Corner Pocket Bar And Grill Big Coop tonight
1: Got your columns Your round tables Your weekly features Yeah We're loaded up
0: For a dollar
1: For a year I mean, a dollar a day would be a deal.
0: It would be. I think soon we need to charge them $5 a day.
1: Mm -hmm. It's like security systems for less than a dollar (laughs) a day. That's
0: what you need to do. If you're hearing this right now and you or someone you know is active military, a veteran, police officer, firefighter, nurse, or a teacher, listen up. Good times. My friend Shannon with Legendary Home Loans. He's got to be in such a good mood, right? He is—he is a massive, massive Florida State fan and alumnus. He's going to be in town for the game. Bo Nix is not his quarterback. Yeah, I have to share a beer with him this weekend. It'll be great. Uh, Shannon with Legendary Home Loans has a hometown hero loan program designed to make a difference, and uh, that's for those of you that make a difference. You get to save sixteen hundred dollars right out the gates. He'll waive all lender fees for all hometown heroes. And if you decide to use their preferred title company for the closing, you'll save another $600. That's $2,200 in savings. Yes, that's a good thing. So it's important to save money right now. Obviously, it's important any time, but uh, that you can do so if you're active military, a veteran, police officer, firefighter, nurse, or a school teacher looking to buy a new home. Choose Shannon Young with Legendary Home Loans. Ask about their Hometown Heroes program. Call 844-FSU-LOAN. That's 844-FSU-LOAN. Or visit fsuhomeloans.com. That's fsuhomeloans.com.
1: Before we go to break, can I ask you a quick question? Don't look at the screen.
0: Ah, have you already looked at it? No, I was setting this piece of paper. Okay, up.
1: cool. Who would you rather have leading your college football offense this year? Adrian Martinez well, the or no. Pedro Martinez?
0: <laughs> Pedro's ancient and really slight. I would probably take Adrian Martinez, and that's <laughs> it's tough, but I think You'd I would. you pretty
1: close, I bet. You get Pedro in shape.
0: It was always amazing. Right that now Pedro, he looks like Fat Jameis. Oh, I know. I like that Pedro Martinez is enjoying the spoils of his uh <laughs> Yeah. The... <laughs> Jameis is in shape now. You can't he do is. that. I he's know. like he's lean.
1: For the offseason. Now that we're in season, it's not time. But yeah. maybe maybe this Friday. I'll get a photo comparison of current Pedro and Chunky Jameis because oh, the man. goatee looks the same. Yeah. They've got the same goatee and the three necks.
0: Chunky Jameis is also about a foot taller than Pedro That's Martinez. true. <laughs> it's, true. <laughs> it's the Jeff Cameron Show 93. Three Real Talk Radio War Chan TV. time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash With all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply ira chappelle gonna join us in a few minutes here uh bottom of the hour Excited to bring him on. Always am excited to bring him on, but real excited to bring him on now. I know he's pumped about football just as we all are. It's that time. It's that time. Hey, it's the heavy season. Another reminder during the heavy season, it's easy to let things get loose. It happens all the time.
1: Gotta build the habits now.
0: Today. Well, I'm never as good at it as Tom Wang. He really does a good job of locking it down. You your discipline is fantastic. I I, well, I tend to engage too much in the football season. Uh, partaking, it wasn't
1: in August, but it's going to be now.
0: That just depends on the week's worth of games.
1: That's your bottom dollar.
0: Yes. But if you want to ensure that you can have as much fun as you want to have during football season, then you got to offset it with some activity. And I would suggest Orange Theory Fitness, two locations in town, one Midtown, one north side. That's right, first month is always, first class is always free, and then your first month is free with the purchase of a heart rate monitor. Get after it if you're a new member. Come on, get that advantage. Get that uh, money-saving promotion working for you. Keep yourself uh, at least even, right? Then by the end of the year, you're going to love it, and you say to yourself, oh, man, I'm going to make real gains now the football season's over. (laughs) Uh, Science-backed, proven to work. And fun. I like it. I, I, mm-hmm. I like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, two locations. Orange Theory Fitness. When you take
1: the peanuts and you put them in the Diet Coke. Drop them yeah, I like them. I hmm.
0: like it. Hmm. That was a moment. That was a moment. And we had the sound forevermore. Uh, but it was one of the things delivered by football season. And that's what you get now. Constant talk of what teams will or will not be and giddiness. I haven't finished the last of my preseason mags yet. I actually did the purchasing. I'm the last one.
1: So <laughs> were they half price now? Like, well, oh, no, we I, 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 I
0: went into Books a Million to grab a different book, and then I passed the stand there, and they had them, and I was like, oh, for old times' sakes, I'm going to grab three of these and just put them on my coffee table. And during moments of boredom, kind of leaf through these. And my wife said, "You know, the internet exists. You don't, you don't have to do that." I'm like, "I know, but it's not the same. I like the, I want it to be tangible. I still like to, you know, it's important. It is.
1: Even when you take your notes for the show, you print them out. Mm -hmm. You have them. So you put notes on them. Well, you do. You
0: want to write, yeah, little things in the categories to the side. Yeah, I do that. I do that all the time. Absolutely, I do. There he is. I see him in the waiting room. There's my man. Let's bring him in. HiroshfellWarchant.com. It's that time. It is time to talk. Water State football. No real surprises, Ira, right? When you looked at at the depth chart released today, I don't think really. No real surprises to me.
2: Big surprises. I do think the – I was a little bit surprised. Not surprised, I guess, but just the fact that they went ahead and were pretty transparent about the fact that Tatum Bethune uh, is starting uh, over Amari Gaynor. Amari Gaynor is a guy who has played now for you – know, this will be his fourth year playing on the field. He's been one of their top tacklers for three seasons. I mean, I, th- I think Amari's the guy when they go with three linebackers, he'll be in the – in the... so I kind of wondered if maybe they would at least do that to give him the respect of, of putting him on the depth chart, going with the three spots. But, um, but it, you know, overall, nothing really crazy. Renardo Green, I think that was a really good battle, him and Jari and Jones at one of those cornerback spots – um, I think you know. See, Marquistan Douglas is a starting tight end. They did go with two tight ends on that depth chart, so uh, you got to see him and Cam McDonald. And uh, we, you know, we've been seeing Marquistan having a good camp, but to see them uh, reward him with a you know projected starting assignment, I think is a positive. So, but a lot of uh, a lot of it was um, probably what we expected.
0: Yeah, we've been asked a lot now that Mike Norvell addressed it with Maurice Smith not being available for the game this week and. Uh, the Darius Washington moved to center. We know his versatility. They've talked about it quite a bit. Now we know he's starting at center. Um, people wanted to get a sense of what we thought uh, of his work and how much he's been able to rep at center. And I, I did say that, obviously, now that the cat's out of the bag, he, he has been getting plenty of work at center. And I think physically I've got no problem with him there. I think that he can do what's going to be asked of him in this office. It's just a matter of finding consistency with the snaps. Would you agree with
2: that? Yeah, and I I think from what we've seen, I think we've seen improvement, Um, and I think that's something that is a you know it's again it's repetition. The act of snapping the ball isn't that difficult. They can do that. Almost all those guys can do it. The question is how you do it when you've got a three hundred twenty pound nose guard lined up over you, and that's the part that we you know we don't know and we probably won't know until the LSU game if he's the guy or Maury Smith is back. But that's that to me is. you know, that's the big question: is how they handle it during the course of a game when they get fatigued, and maybe when they're having a tough time with a assi- with an assignment. Say, hey, this play calls me for to get to get to a certain spot after I snap it, and that defensive tackle is really quick. I don't know if I can get to that spot before, and then that's when you start to see some some slippage during games. Yeah, and that's going to be something we have to see. Darius has played a ton of football. He's played a lot of tackle. He's played some guard. Um, so we don't think the moment's going to be too big for him. That's a real plus. But yeah, how you handle it when you've got a guy, you know, back at, I remember Kendall Bryles when he was here and he talked about uh, when Marvin Wilson's across the line, blowing snot bubbles at you, how, how are you going to handle it then? And, and I think that's, that's what we have to see.
0: So Ira, you and I have had the good fortune of covering college football for a very long time now and it never gets boring for me. And I woke up today in such a good mood, smiling ear to ear. Like, here we go. Get a chance to do this. I always wanted to do this. It's great. What are you most looking forward to? I, to me, I was describing this last hour, you know, when you're a really bad football team or you're in the, in the throes of a tough stretch and a team hasn't shown evidence that they're coming out of it anytime soon, it can be really tough to get excited because you know that they're a year or two away. But one of the most exciting things on the opposite side of that coin is when there is a glimmer of hope that the climb is... Is going to you you know reveal some gains that somewhere along the way now you're beginning to see take shape uh, the makings of a good football program again and I think that's what this season feels like to a lot of us who want to see Florida State take this step forward certainly the fans listening to this but even those of us who cover it it's more fun to cover a team that has hope to achieve something and build something I feel like that's what this season's about like a, there is a certainly a belief amongst those players and coaches that they are. Uh, much better than they were the last two years. And I think you feel that way too, do you not?
2: No, I definitely do. Um, And, you know, a lot of people will ask us when we talk about things we've liked in this preseason camp, a lot of people say, well, what were you saying a year ago? What were you saying two years ago? And I think uh, a year or two ago we we would talk about, man, if maybe if this goes right for them, this would happen. Or maybe if they they can just minimize this deficiency, then maybe they can do this. But at the end of the day – I mean, a lot of us went into last season thinking that was a team that was probably going to win about six football games, and that would be a success. This this team's gone further than that. I mean, this team is a better team uh, overall. They've got much better depth. I think that's really apparent. When you look at that depth chart and you look at some of the guys who are on second team, again, I mentioned Amari Gaynor, but there's guys across the board that are on second team that are guys, or sometimes listed third, that they can really play. Um, and so that, that, to me, is... If you're a Florida State fan, I think what you need to be excited about is I don't think you necessarily have the your 11 is going to be one of the best 11s in the country. But overall, the depth now I think is a place where you can compete with other teams in your conference and, and some of the better teams in your conference because you, you don't have those drop-offs. I, just, I would love to get in the mind of Mike Norvell or Adam Fuller uh, in times last year or the year before when they had to sub in guys. And what must the thought process have been, oh my gosh, I got to put this guy in? Like he can't do the job. I don't think there's very many of those situations anymore. I think all these guys, uh, they have depth pretty much across the board. And so me personally, there are some young guys that I really think very highly of, but we haven't seen it yet on Saturdays in some of these transfers. So I want to see how they look and whether or not, and we may not see it this week against Duquesne, but I want to see if we can kind of have trust in what we saw during camp and whether or not it's real because there's a lot of guys on this team, including transfers and some of the freshmen who we haven't seen on Saturdays yet, but we believe can play at a high level, and you want to see that and and whether or not your own estimation was correct.
0: It's really apparent to me when you describe it that way how true that is on the offensive line. If a year ago a guy went down, and they did, quite literally i'm i believe behind closed doors coaches went oh my god i got to put in this guy as you just said <laughs> because and it was nothing personal against the kid he just either wasn't ready or couldn't play whatever it was and i don't think they would say that at any one of those offensive line positions right now now obviously you hold your breath you don't have any more problems at center but really you look at this and you say Okay, you know, if so-and-so has to play, if turnentine has to play, if Schrader gets put in, if Estes gets put in, um, you, you don't feel bad about that. You feel like those guys can sustain, if not uh, actually uh, thrive. So that's, ex- that's exciting, and they haven't had that since Norvell and, and staff have been here. They haven't had it at all. Uh, and I, I would agree with you there, and that is reason enough to kind of breathe a sigh of relief because we both know if you're not deep enough on the offensive and defensive lines, then you really can't make it through a football season and expect to
2: succeed. And I think that's where we were. I think a lot of times I'm sure the coaching staff was in the same place was, okay, can, if these guys can stay healthy last year, was a perfect example. You might've said, well, if Dylan Gibbons and Devontae Love Taylor and Robert Scott, and if those guys can stay healthy, you know, you got a chance, you got a chance, but none of them, stayed healthy, no, no. you know, I mean, at all different points, they were all banged up. Maurice Smith also was banged up. So you just – and then you had nobody else to turn to. I mean, again, I just – I always go back to Devontae Love-Taylor because he played oh, – we yeah. saw him the year before. Yeah, he and was, he was at 50% pretty,
0: last year. He, he, he was, was a that. pretty
2: good – yeah, he was a pretty good player two yeah. years ago. Yeah. Last year they had to keep putting him out there and he couldn't block anybody. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so that – you're not – you're so far past that now. I, like the, I love the idea that they have Julian Armella on the two deep as our true freshman at left tackle. Now, I don't know if something happened to Robert Scott. I'm not 100% sure they wouldn't swing somebody else over there if they had to, but it's that shows you again what, Ju, what Julian Armella is, and we've seen that in camp, that and that kid could be a star down the road. That wasn't a, a happen chance that they put him in that second-team offensive tackle spot. That They're letting him know that they believe in him, and I think – he is what uh I think what we think he's gonna be.
0: Well, and he's passionate. So they know he's gonna keep working and keep playing hard and keep working to get bigger and all the things that he's gonna need to do in case he does have to play this year. Knock on wood that he doesn't. For once, if they were able to get through a season and allow these guys to continue to develop, get playing time, but just develop at a normal rate, then Florida State's offensive line really could be very, very good next year. All right. Well, happy game week, my brother. I will see you tomorrow and I'm excited and uh, man, I it's finally here. We made it. We made Thank it. You.
2: Sounds good, man. Talk soon. Be good, brother.
0: Yeah, we made it. That's all I keep saying to myself. Finally. Armella, he brought him up at the end there. When you watch him at practice, you see feast or famine. Armella is a guy that when you watch dominate a rep, you get so excited about because you know, oh, my goodness, that's in him as a freshman. But then you also see that he's a freshman. A veteran player will – take him to school, and and you you realize, well, if he had to play right now, there are going to be moments like that in the game where he would get uh, abused. And that's the way it's supposed to be for freshmen. There's nothing unusual about that. But he is talented, and that frame with those feet and that bend, it suggests that he's going to be very, very good.
1: Yeah, to frame the Armella argument in a positive light, you'd say – You're going to get put on your ass if you're a freshman. That's consistently going to happen Mm -hmm. at any position on the Mm -hmm. offensive line. But he wins more than most freshmen should. He wins more reps than most freshmen should, especially at this program the last five, six years. He wins more than any of them ever have against top-flight competition.
0: Well, and I think the thing is, too, by the way, you see it with the respect the veteran players give him, Tom. Yep. They, yep. they with, If they're asked a question, they bring him up. And, and
1: then they're not asked, asked about Armella. They're asked about the offensive line, and, and his name comes up. It happened from both yes. uh, Robert Scott, and it happened with – or, sorry, well, Robert mentioned him as a segment mate. But it, it happened from Jared Verse, and Fabian Lovett brought him up.
0: Yeah. Well, they see in him what that potential is. And they've yeah. had moments against him where he has actually won a rep. And you're like, okay, true freshman out here winning a rep. Against a guy like Fabian Lovett or a guy like Jared Verse, yeah.
1: Now, I tend to agree, though, that if Robert Scott was banged up, I don't know that Julian would be first off the bench, as the two-deep would suggest. If he was, I'd actually be surprised. But that doesn't mean that um, come midseason he wouldn't be in the conversation in a way that I don't believe he is now.
0: Right. We'll see, though. Yeah. Many uh, other roofing companies hire out subcontractors to do their work for them, but that's not what T-Spark Enterprises does. They hire employees, and that's because they value the immense benefits that come with having a trusted, reliable, highly trained crew that can be held to the high standards T-Spark is known for, experts in their craft, pride in their work. That is the T-Spark difference. T-Spark is the best in town. Give a call today, 766-1340, or get a free quote. Online at tsparkconstruction.com. Don't know much about history.
1: Don't know much biology. Don't know much about history. Oh, thanks, to
0: Iris Chaffeele. Uh, tonight, by the way, Don't here on War Chant, War Chant right TV. In the Coop, Big Coop, Robert Cooper, 730. You can watch that show. Looking forward to it. Um, It'll be fun. He's a... Uh, Fun player to watch play football. He's he's one of many guys that uh, make it easy to kind of root for this team. We've talked about what's different, what's better, areas of concern. Finally, getting the game, we getting excited about it. But now, now we're going to really begin the process of watching these games, analyzing these games, and seeing where Florida State can get better, where they're weak, areas that they can take advantage of, and areas that will be concerned teams take advantage of them. But. One of the things that we do know is, without question, they've got some real talent in the interior of that defensive line. And one of the things that's, um, I think, consistent with all those guys that we know are going to be playing a lot of minutes or a lot of snaps, I should say, um, is that not only are they big and strong and, and, and capable physically, they have a passion for the game. And Robert Cooper fits that mold. Um, and And I think that's important. It always is. I think you gotta be passionate to play football. I really do. I don't I don't that's a game that requires of you a lot of uh, a lot of sacrifice, a lot of emotion. I talk about it all the time. It's a physical game. I mean it's you have to be impassioned when you play this game. And you have to love football. And Robert Cooper loves football too. He he makes me laugh.
1: It'll be an interesting format, too. It's a little bit different. Aslan is still going to be the MC of the show, and he did a great job last year with DLT. That's not the easiest season in terms of the win-loss record and well, also DLT's brutal, brutal deal, ability yeah. to play. You know, it's really tough situation a lot of those weeks. But that was a, a straight Q&A format. But this year, Robert is going to be welcoming other players into the show. So his teammates are going to come along. And so he's going to play the role of interviewer a little bit yeah, as well. Be fun. So it'll be fun to see how Robert handles it and uh, who his first guest is. But that's again tonight at 7:30 exclusively on Warchant TV.
0: Yeah, and he's going to have a good year. I, I I talked about this going all the way back to the spring uh, when we found out he was coming back. I thought it was huge for Florida State on a lot of levels. Um, same with Fabian Levitt, obviously. And you know, I I thought that Coop was going to play his way into to maybe making some money. You know, I think a lot of people just feel like he's a college football player and a good college football player and I'm not telling you he's an elite NFL prospect, but given his skill set and he's in the best shape of his life and the passion that he plays with, I th- he might be able to get himself paid a little bit. He might be able to ha- have a shot there.
1: Absolutely, I think so. I I don't know about a top 50 pick or anything no, like that, but no, if you're looking no. for a rotational guy at the next level who can help you on first and second down or third and short goal line, very situational player. But two out of every three downs in a series is huge if you can get that type of player to be in your rotation. Not everybody has to be a a Vita Veya who could be a pass rusher on top of a run stopper. If you've got a run stuffer, that's going to get you paid for a while. So I think he's got real prospects.
0: I'm rooting for him. Uh, again, he's he's fun uh, to watch play, and and there are a lot of guys on that too deep on the defensive side of the ball that are that way. Dennis Briggs loves to play football and is a big talented man. Fabian Lovett, who I just mentioned, uh, I you guys know I think the world of Tatum Bethune. I think it was a huge pickup bringing him in here, getting him. That's a kid that loves the position. He's heady. He's very very intense. Uh, He gets guys lined up. He's not afraid to be vocal, even though it's his first year here. He knows that experience translates. Um, He is an alpha through and through. Everybody kind of follows him. And I think he upgrades them in every facet of the position. It's funny. If you
1: look at that, you know, too deep, defensively speaking – we lost two transfers last year who were one and done. Couldn't keep them for another year. If you could, I would have found a way nil wise to retain the services of Jermaine Johnson or well, that would have been tough to do. Here Thomas, it, it would NFL have been expensive. to Pay him an awful lot. Uh, yeah, Clemson's found a way. Certainly yeah. the guys that they keep. But if you have a good year from Fabian Lovett and Jared Verse and certainly Tatum Bethune at linebacker to go along with Jamie Robinson, another transfer. I know that the idea is that you get high school players in here and you cultivate them over the long term. But now that the transfer portal is open to not only graduate students, but immediate eligibility for undergraduate students, you will now have a multi-year track record under Mike Norvell that you are a place where, if you're good, we can make you better. If you're very good, we can make you a first-round pick. Like that's, that's an important thing, because as we're roster building here, I don't want it to be always through the transfer portal, but I like that it, it's an attractive thing for kids who are thinking about transferring that. Look at all these kids that got better when they went to Florida State.
0: The kids that have are also kids that come back and vie for the system here and vie for what they bought into and the success that they had. That's also almost equally as important, right? That guys who could have gone to higher-profile schools or at least schools that have had more recent success, Jermaine Johnson fits in that category, He chose Florida State very specifically because of Mike Norvell and the things that Mike Norvell said to him when they contacted him I um, have talked to Mike Norvell about this subject and I don't want to get into all the details because I don't think he wants me to, but they have a very unique approach to addressing those needs within the, obviously the defense or the offense, whatever player they're looking at and how they approach it, how they talk to that person and a lot of it. Is not just about whether or not you're a good football player. That stands to reason. They're not reaching out to bad football players. So, I mean, they're going to, you know, the part of that is you have to have the requisite talent, skill set, size, speed, all that for us to even reach out to you. And that's a given. Those are usually guys that are being sought after by many schools. And as I say, a lot of those schools have had more recent success, so why is it Florida State is able to get some of these guys, have success with them, and then not only improve their stock in the NFL, which goes a long way in attracting the attention of future transfer portal guys, but those guys that didn't do that come back and talk very highly of what it was they learned here in their brief time here, their brief stint here. And it is a no-nonsense approach to the transfer portal that they took a risk with, um, that A lot of guys who are being fawned over, who are being promised an awful lot of things, uh, are not being told those same things about their time in Florida State. I mean, I'm sure there's a measure of, hey, you know, the depth chart kind of tells you that we need you, but...
1: Oh, just just because it does doesn't yeah, mean you're yeah, guaranteed a damn mean, thing. No, right.
0: Yeah. We're going to expect this, this, and this. Because if you
1: suck as an individual, then sorry, man, it doesn't well, doesn't work.
0: And I I asked Adam Fuller about that too, and he's like, yeah, we look at a lot of things. First of all, can they play? Yes, but then from there, we talk to these guys because, and I think this is where there's a fairness to it. They treat these guys like men as they should, and they recognize that they're not God's gift to football either. Meaning Florida State. So the thought is, like, okay, look, man, this is what we want from our guys, whether we're recruiting them out of high school or they're coming in as a second-year or third-year player in college football. We need you to be able to get along with guys in your segment group because we're done with that thing that happened when we first got here. When we got here, there, was, there were some really fractured relationships, depending on the segment group you were talking about. There were guys who were late to meetings, didn't show up to meetings, Lots of things
1: showed up to meetings in and altered, altered states,
0: yes. States, yeah. So, we're not doing that. We're not doing, we're not bringing a guy in yet. Yeah, you may be fast as hell and can jump out of the room, but if you're going to be a problem for us because you're just viewing this as a one off and you don't care to buy into what we're trying to do, this isn't going to work. And you know what? Maybe you go somewhere right. else and it does. That's fine. We get it, but we're not doing that. And, and it may
1: work here in years to come, but you've got to have, there's a balance. Well, it's where fragile. we're at in development, Yes, it's very fragile. It's fragile. And so you've got to look at the, at the weight of the anchor, potentially, if you're a talented transfer, but you're up and down and you're not consistent. What is that going to do to this thing that we have cultivated? This plant was dead. We brought it back to life. Germination is happening, folks. But, you know, here comes bad weather and you can't be that thing. So that you could feel it there's an urgency when they talk about those things that and he could work this player could work or that player could work but it might undermine the whole damn thing and that would cost us the war.
0: Well one of the, one of the problems um when you when you when you have as much turnover as Florida State had over about a 5 year stretch it's not just with personnel but with coaches right so If you make a mistake, your margin for error is very small because you've lost out on classes, guys have transferred because the coach that recruited them has been fired, or he's moved on. Dozens of kids. Yeah, dozens. Dozens. Right. So so now your margin for error is is virtually nil. You're kind of starting over. And if you make the mistake and evaluate poorly – um, and and you put people in leadership positions that aren't willing to take on that responsibility and don't work hard and are bad example of what you're trying to get done. Well, then you know you, you you've kneecapped yourself before it ever gets started. That happened with Willie. And so the, these things you they you just can't afford to do it. You'd rather just not have the guy. So they're area they're, they're exactly. To, They've made rather, that determination yeah, though. They're not
1: going to take a chance on a kid right. who, if everything goes right, he's a front runner and is going to work.
0: Right. You'd rather just not have a guy that that's potentially the case for. Let's do some probables here. Let's fire it up. It's time for, how you say, with the pitching, uh, probables. Kansas City out to an early lead, 4 to nothing. Lost in the mix on football week is how good Major League Baseball is right now. It's really good. I know you're nervous nightly. Fun to watch. It's that stretch. It's a good stretch.
1: Another eight days or so, and then it's breather time, yeah
0: up in Kansas City leads the White Sox, Michael Kopek, and Daniel Lynch. Reds, Phillies, Luis Sessa, and Noah Syndergaard. Braves get to beat up on my Buckos tonight in Pittsburgh. Yikes. Jake Odorizzi starting for the Braves. Rosie Contreras starting for the Pirates. That ain't going to go well. Mets, Yankees, Max Scherzer, Domingo Herman. Oh, buddy. Okay. As
1: long as the weather holds up, I'm not getting my hopes up. A little shaky I forecast that tonight. Game, man. Yeah. Come
0: on. Angels, Rays, Tucker Davidson, Jeffrey Springs. We got Rangers, Twins, Cole Reagans from right here in Tallahassee, Florida. He pitches every day. Looking for his first win. Come on, Cole. Sonny Gray going to go for the Twins. Cardinals, Cubs, Jordan Montgomery, Drew Smiley, Marlins, A's, Edward Cabrera, and Adam Euler. Brewers, Dodgers, late night, Eric Bauer, Julio Urias, and that is a look at those that shall out of the bump. 7.30 tonight in the coop. Robert Cooper. And tomorrow, seminal headlines. Exciting times. It is game week. Briley, I'll answer your question. How do I feel about Travis breaking the rock? I think that is um, not unexpected. I, I think you would, when you, when you have the opportunity to make your quarterback the unquestioned leader and he's worked hard and done the things you've asked of him, I think it was largely predicated on the work he did in the gym. I think it was largely predicated on the the attention to detail, and that includes what he ate and how he worked out and what he did to put himself in a position to get through camp without uh, missing serious time. And, and, and then, of course, he plays the position where, by definition, you have to be a leader.
1: Well, and now that camp is over, we can talk about it a little bit more openly. The depth chart was there for our consumption today. Check out Warchant.com if you haven't seen the full depth chart. We've got it for you there. Last year in fall camp, there was fundamental concern of who was going to be out there and available every day to take snaps. Now, like, There's a concern this year about who is giving the snaps and who is snapping the football, but but it's, it's not about who is going to be receiving the snaps with the first team and the second team. I think Last a lot of year, people... you had no idea who your quarterback was going to be.
0: Well, and I'll say it since we are a year removed. I mean, there were weeks where you might not have gotten your potential starting quarterback on the field right. for a week. Or the it's reserve. Just, that's no way to be. That's just no way to be. It doesn't foster the leadership. It doesn't give you any kind of synergy. No, yeah, yeah.
1: You, you don't get like a, a parade for being there most every day. But last year, I mean, between McKenzie and Jordan, there was a week or two where maybe they were combined out there, combined for three practices out well, of eight.
0: Well, that's why you were so frustrated with having to report about the frequency with which special teams were wrapped. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, really? Gonna, yeah, go, like that worked. We're gonna go all special sure teams, something Yeah, yeah. something <laughs> else. third string quarterback. They should have ripped the hell out of him because I mean that was a a frustrating set of circumstances that they did not have to deal with this year at all, which was great. Good work out of you. Thank you, Director Matthew, as well. Thanks to Ira. And thanks to all of you. Most importantly, thanks for listening. Be well. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Peace.